I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Amy here from the Shameless Sex Podcast. April is not here today, but I miss her. I miss you, Chip. I love you so much. Um, let's see. Some announcements. Well, we have, let me tell you what we're talking about today. We're talking about breath orgasm. Who doesn't want to learn about that? <laughs> so stay tuned because I'm going to introduce our speaker. You know it's not just going to be with me. I have some experience with breath orgasm, but not nearly as much as our guest. Um, but before we dive in, uh, some announcements. Okay, number one is Valentine's Day is coming up. Yay! If you want to buy your lover some gifts for Valentine's Day, I have a couple options for you. Number one, purepleasureshop.com. You get 15% off. Woohoo! This is my shameless promotion. Uh, and with 15% off using a coupon code SHAMELESSSEXPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Number two, this podcast is not sponsored by Amazon, but, but... We do get hooked up by Amazon if you use a link from our website to buy anything, meaning anything you want from Amazon. If you go to our website, you click on this little Amazon-y picture, and you click, and you buy through there, through that link, we actually get some of that money. It goes towards our wine fund <laughs> or whatever else we're doing. It keeps, you know, things trucking around here. They're not sponsoring us, though. We have to be clear about that. Uh, so if you want to help us out, go ahead and go to our website at shamelesssex.com. Uh, we have our podcast and some funny pictures of us, too. And the Amazon link is on the front. Um, I think that's it for my promotions. And I'm just going to dive right in because I'm super excited about this topic. Uh, so my speaker here is Mauricio. Did I say that right? Mauricio? Mm -hmm. Mauricio. Mauricio yeah. Alvarez. Mauricio Alvarez. I met at a festival in June. I was teaching a workshop there. You were not teaching one, but you were teaching one at the following festival that I did not go to. Mm -hmm. uh, and you told me that you teach breath orgasm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Tell me more about this. So um, Mauricio Alvarez, he is a Spissy certified sex educator. He do, he ju you just did that training, correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And Spissy is, um, it stands for San Francisco Sex Information. It's in San Francisco. You can look them up at spissy.org. It is a nonprofit sex educator training um, group, but they also have a switchboard, which is actually what they first started doing. They have a switchboard, and um, do they still do the switchboard? Like the call you can call yeah, in and not yeah, So you can ask them anonymous sex questions. You can email them anonymous sex questions, um, and they also train sex educators. And I actually did that train in two thousand eight. Um, but we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. <laughs> so welcome, Marisa. Really happy to have you yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of the Shameless Sex Podcast. Yay! Yeah. So fun. Um, so okay. I well, tell tell us about yourself, like about your journey in the world of sexuality, and what, be as whatever you want to share. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, my journey in, in the world of sexuality um, definitely starts very young, um, as I've gone through my my process of of uh, kind of going through the layers of my my sexual discovery. Uh, I learned that I was actually really kind of. I was sexual from a very, very young age, like kindergarten. Mm -hmm. um, I, I discovered masturbation, I think, in like first grade. How did you discover it? What were you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, was, it was on the playground. And uh, somehow I discovered if I, sl I was sliding down this pole and I was like, oh, hey, like this actually feels pretty good. I'm going to slide down again. So I climbed back <laughs> up and that part felt good too. And mm -hmm. I slid back down and it just, it ended up feeling really good. And mm -hmm. so I figured out there was this way that if I went up and down and up and down and up and down, then there would be this kind of like, whoa, this rush. And then a six-year-old just had an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so like at that age, I, I hadn't, 
had no idea what was going on. I was just following what what felt good. And and as I've gone through different you know different uh, experiences and workshops and and teachings and healings and sexuality, I started to realize like wow, this has been something that's been really present with me mm-hmm. for pretty much my whole life. Um, finding different little sneaky ways to experience like pleasure, pleasure. as a kid <laughs> and moving up through like my teenage years and, and into my adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, I, I I personally I like to believe that it's this is really. This is part of my my purpose on this this planet. I really believe that uh, kind of the the way that my my body and my mindset and and my my history has been organized uh, is really in service of me doing sexuality work for myself to heal myself in turn healing, you know, bringing healing to the planet and then working with other people as well to just bring bring more sexual healing. Mm. You know, that's our relationship so important. Yeah, yeah. So glad you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's. It's I mean, it's. I think finding um, male uh, or male identified allies in that the sex positive movement, I makes me brings me so much joy. Every time I go to trainings around sexuality, whether it's tantra or whatever it is, um, it's it's very much female identified, and so it's Mm -hmm. nice to see. And I understand it's a tricky one too, especially with the Me Too movement and you know things like that as as well. Which is why breath orgasm is great. There's no not a lot of there's not it's not we're not touching necessarily. No, not right. Completely solo practice. The the basics of it are completely solo practice. So you can do it anywhere, anytime, anywhere, anytime. Don't need to don't need to be touching yourself. Don't need to take off any of your clothes. Like as long as you have functioning lungs you mm-hmm. should be able to do <laughs> breath orgasm work good so as long yeah. as you're alive and can breathe perfect yeah yeah uh, are you aware of um so i i did barbara corellis's tantra urban tantra training mm. and that's where i learned more i learned a little bit of breath orgasm annie sprinkle and a little bit from barbara yeah. corellis yeah. but in in her book urban tantra love this book everyone urban tantra if you want to know more about tantra it's one of my faves because it's very gender and orientation inclusive and she talks about even some bdsm and how that links with tantra is yeah. like divine oneness yeah yeah um, but she talked about how breath she developed the, her and annie sprinkle developed this breath orgasm practice during the AIDS crisis as a yes. means of practicing safer sex, like you could get pleasure and orgasm just by breath and you could do it, you know, breathe with others too, but without your bodies having to touch. It's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the be- the key to the safest of safer sex while we're still connecting and receiving pleasure even with others. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's actually, that book was maybe the first, like, wasn't the first Tantra book that I read, but it was the one that really impacted me mm, the most. Mm-hmm. And that book had actually had some exercises in it that really began my process of, of not just like information, but like experiential learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that book, she actually has the kind of the breakdown and a diagram for, for her version of breath orgasm. And when I was, when I was first getting into that world, I was reading it and like practicing it every day. Mm. And, and I remember, you know, it's in the beginning, it was kind of like, well, I don't know, like I'm going to breathe and feel something like, <laughs> and then just time practice and like letting my mind stay open to it i started to really like whoa oh whoa whoa (laughs) hey like something's really going on here Mm -hmm. yeah so it's amazing you mentioned that yeah it's like that was one of your inspirations that was really what yeah started to open this vast door yeah from there is kind of a a train i really couldn't stop yeah (laughs) why would you want to (laughs) yeah exactly yeah well, so we've kind of talked about some stuff like safer sex, and the, this is the, the fact that you this is something that anyone can do anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. whether you're alone or with other people. But are there any other reasons why people would really want to learn about breath orgasm and incorporate that in their lives? Yeah, my my approach to breath orgasm work um, really has a lot to do with the dearmoring of of the the body and the the human system, and a lot to do with the armoring of the mind. Um, again, because I'm I don't think I'm really special in the sense that when I heard and read about breath orgasm, immediately this idea pops into my brain like, no way, that's not really a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, These limitations that show up in in our mind about what's really possible for us in in the kind of pleasure that we can channel through our our bodies, what's really available for us, those things pop up immediately with a practice like like breath orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I found really valuable with with something like breath orgasm is it really challenges those. It really asks us to to stretch, to be open to to receiving pleasure in a way that maybe you know has never really seemed possible. Mm -hmm. Um, But is very possible if if as long as we're open to it. And what I really like about it, like what's interesting for me, the world of sexuality like contains a lot of kind of other components. I've done martial arts for a majority of my life. And uh, also going through martial arts, there was these elements that I really found to be 
like very related to sexuality. Um, and as I've now I've done more things like yoga and, and Qigong and, and really like what I'm seeing is probably what a lot of people notice, like at the fundamental, at the root of most of our like spiritual systems is like breath, movement, energy mm-hmm. and visualization, like some combination of those things. And what I found with breath orgasm in terms of like actually like de-armoring the body. So helping to helping to kind of break away, break apart these these um, like numbings, numbings that happen in our body to pleasure. Well, with the breath and with the visualization and with pretty minimal movement, it's really it's kind of up to the person. The same thing can start to happen. You have breath, you have you have movement, you have visualization and it's actually creating an impact on the body it's actually changing the physiology of the body and and literally opening the cells to receive more pleasure Mm -hmm. and for me more people receiving more pleasure sounds like a really good thing (laughs) why not (laughs) why not (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah i'm sold well and i think people underestimate the power of breath in in especially when it comes to orgasm or Mm -hmm. with anything i mean our body we're constantly breathing to stay alive obviously that's Mm -hmm. happening uh, and there are there's so many different components to breath. Um, do you, can you describe like different? I mean, my understanding. You know, I always talk about how we could breathe really fast and rapid, and that can increase arousal and just right, and, right. and body heat and move. You know, we get blood moving, and sometimes that can move a little too fast. So then we want to might want to slow it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I imagine the breath that you're teaching is a much slower, circular breath. Can you tell us kind of what that yeah, looks like? Yeah. Well, you know, the way that I I like to teach it actually is very much up to the individual. Mm. Um, I I, there's, I do recognize and, and teach the faster breathing as kind of stoking the fire. And there's a the slower breathing, which is almost more like maybe more cooling or kind of like a lava pouring through the body. Um, but, you know, like with any experience, I think, within sexuality, any sexual engagement, whether with self or with another, you know, it's always up to the moment. The moment is very individual. And if I'm doing a breath orgasm practice today, it might feel really important for me to go fast and really be stoking the fire. Maybe I'm needing energy or I'm needing to be really invigorated. So I need this like really active, more kind of yang kind of energy. Mm -hmm. On a different day, maybe I'm going through something more heavy and my, you know, I'm feeling a lot of like intense emotions, something a little softer and more like more the kind of the long draw circular breath might feel might feel more appropriate and more healing for me in that moment. So the way I teach it is is kind of offering both I, and I show both. Um, and usually when I'm demonstrating, kind of switch back and forth. It's, you know, it's me in my own process and ends up having a little bit of both. Um, but then as I have people go through the practice, um, I make sure to really, you know, remind people, stay tuned to what's necessary for you. You don't have to move as fast as I'm kind of guiding the class. You don't have to move as fast as anyone else. You don't have to move as slow as them either. You can go off and blast off into outer space if, if you're ready for that and you want that. Go for it. Um, and there's definitely different effects. And it's really, in my mind, it's really up to the individual and in the, and the moment about what's really useful what's going to be, you know, the most pleasurable and the most healing. <laughs> so is that step one would be, I mean, you teach the breath, but helping people get clear on where they're at at that yeah, moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first step is the, the, the technique mm-hmm. is the structure, which is pretty simple. Um, and I think a lot of the work, I mean, in my mind, the work isn't really learning the technique. It's like, it, it really, again, is a very, very simple thing. The work is, is working with oneself, mm-hmm. one's own self-limiting beliefs around, I, uh, hey, I'm supposed to breathe and feel pleasure. Like, you know, probably in the case, most people are, are thinking, well, I, you know, I have this partner and that partner touches me and I don't even feel pleasure then sometimes. So mm-hmm. now I'm supposed to breathe and feel pleasure. So, <laughs> so it's really complicated. This, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Many, many layers come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, you know, so, you know, next after learning the technique, the, the big step is, this is a process, especially when I'm doing the solo, like teaching the solo breath orgasm practice. It's a it's a process for self-relationship. Mm. I, I teach it very much from that perspective. Like this is a way to make love to yourself. Mm. It's a way to understand yourself on a deeper level. Uh, you know, in who knows how many ways this, this, I've noticed that this work tends to bring things to the surface. I believe that like our sexual energy not necessarily just like physical stimulation, not the physical arousal, but like the energy of arousal is this life force energy that you know that's spoken about in a lot of like sacred sexuality mm-hmm. um, disciplines. And 
when we are activating that life force energy with consciousness and with intention, it's going to it's going to bring more life into the places that need life, and it will also probably illuminate, you know, for lack of a better word, areas that are more dead, more mm-hmm. numb, or that mm-hmm. are needing life. More dull. More mm-hmm. dull, exactly. Places yeah. we've shut off from, you know, yeah. connections that we've kind of, we've severed, you know, with ourself, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, so the, in in the world of, of Tantra or, or pra- people who believe in chakras or thing, yeah. al- things along that nature. Those weird swirling spiral yeah, things. Yeah, what are those swirling Whoa. spiral things? They're like the rainbow. Yeah, they're so colorful and pretty. <laughs> and this in the, you know, and, the, and so in that world, you know, we would say the second chakra is is the this first, you know, the sex, sex space, sex chakra, but um, also in charge of passion and creativity mm. and mm. drive. And I'm, I really do feel that for myself. I do feel that uh, when I'm feeling sexually alive, like that is just really potent and juicy. There's a lot of energy coming from that part of me. Mm-hmm. It's funneling into all these. I am more creative. I am more alive. I am more driven in so many avenues of my life and not just in sexuality. Yeah, so it yes. just seems like it is a foundational piece that runs through our core and fuels the rest of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important element um, for me, and th- definitely part of how I present this sexual life force energy, you know, I say sexual life force energy, and the word sexual most of the time will bring people's minds into like the physical intercourse kind of piece. But, mm-hmm. but uh, what I'm meaning by that is is quite a bit more grand. It's it's the relationship of life to itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the 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 ability to to perceive and and even feel how life is making love to itself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere we look, if our eyes are open, we can see the masculine and the feminine. We mm-hmm. can see yin and yang doing what it's already been doing for all of time, what it's going to continue to be doing. It's this process of, of sacred, you know, love making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, the power of creation. It's a, it's, R- it's everything. It's having the plants and the animals and then in the sky and yeah, in the air yeah. and in the earth and in us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and so this breath, orgasm technique maybe kind of a third um kind of key point is that i also present this as a way to like open that door Mm. i really believe that that life is life is making love to itself and we're Mm. all part of life so we're actually in this in a sense in this soup of love making all the time Mm. it's not that this isn't available it's not that it's not around it's that we're shut off to it and really all we need to do is get out of our own way and and kind of open these gates and these doors, you know, and the chakras can be considered one of many sets of gateways. We're opening those. We're allowing, we're allowing this, this energy that's already around to just fill us. That's Mm -hmm. what it wants to do. As soon as we make space inside of ourselves, it'll, it'll fill that space. And we'll start to, we start to open ourselves to the experience of of being made love to by life itself mm-hmm. and for me that has been like the experiences when that has really opened up for me in my own breath orgasm practice to me that has been like okay well if i can reach that then this is something that i need to be doing to share with, with others to share yeah. with uh-huh. others mm-hmm. for you know for the rest of my life yeah like, your own to practice to be able to, to to connect with that yeah and that's not always what comes up again it's always individual sometimes it really is just relating with myself mm-hmm. um and that happens for a lot of people it's not always the case that this door opens where it's like oh my god the universe is yeah. filling me and <laughs> i see stars and cosmos and i saw the divine feminine and the masculine and they were both in me it doesn't always <laughs> but happen they, that, that can way. happen though <laughs> but it definitely yeah. can and it's pretty profound when it does mm-hmm. yeah i think the, the people that i've witnessed touch on that usually are different people after they've done that yeah, yeah. and and the power of, of breath there's so many different so so many different practices in the world of, of breath and mm-hmm. breath work mm-hmm. and um, you know as people are using breath that are, it isn't related to sexuality but it's just for like almost like the same experience people are getting from psychedelics um, that the power of breath can do that I just took a singing actually it's a voice lesson not a singing lesson <laughs> but it's for singing it's not so I can talk to you all better on the podcast I heard I have a really great podcast voice actually <laughs> um, and but, yes thank yeah. you thank yeah. you uh, so I it took a voice lesson though and we did this very specific breath where you inhale through the nose and fill up but you're instead of filling up where we normally breathe you know into the chest or even the belly you're expanding out as if you have gills on your sides and you're breathing into the lower belly and your sides and your lower back and like expanding out kind of in this big like air fluffy donut thing mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you do a slow exhale out the mouth but with the mouth so closed so tight that it's 
barely any air is coming out. And you do it for as long as you can until you essentially feel like you're going to suffocate and die. Wow, wow. And, it's, <laughs> and this practice is designed to get us centered down into this, this place, into our bellies and mm-hmm. expand the lungs so that we can actually sing uh, from this part of ourselves as opposed to the, the throat. So this is a tangent because I do tangents all the time. But just to give people examples of how powerful breath is. Mm, mm-hmm. And just I liked what you were saying earlier about that the, way the breath comes in and it literally fills our cells. So if we're just breathing really shallow in the upper part of our body, which most people are doing, most people are breathing right. just in the upper part, right? Yeah, 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 upper portion of the lungs most of the time. Uh, yeah, because that's just what they've learned to do over time. It felt safer or we're more heady or we're more anxious or mm-hmm, busy or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But when we bring breath in throughout our entire bodies, it literally can move throughout our entire bodies and feed those cells yeah. and um, move energy. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a, in, in le- kind of less of a sexual atmosphere, there's, there's meditation I like to guide people through around that. Um, very simple, just, you know, in, in your meditative posture, tuning into your breath, just recognizing your, your breath fills your lungs, your, you know, your lungs then send this oxygen to your blood. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the blood reckon, goes everywhere. And the blood goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. just like attention on those two systems, mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, this air is literally going to every little like and and down to the cellular level is mm-hmm. really what amazes me if we really are paying attention to this. This oxygen is going to every little tiny cell in our body. Yeah. So if you want to breathe, time. you can breathe into your toe. You might not actually get the full breath in your toe, but by right. getting the breath in your lungs, right. filling up your body with that deep breath, it goes into your blood and then it fills can right. go to your toe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, it's like the the uh, the the lungs don't reach to your toe, but the oxygen that goes into your lungs does. Mm-hmm. And and then with again going back to the breath orgasm practice, you know really accentuating that really diving into that really allowing that realization like that's not really that's not an esoteric mm-hmm. principle that's just that's physiology. like science man that's science <laughs> happening like this oxygen is going everywhere in your body mm-hmm. so if you just make the mental shift that oxygen is maybe you want to put it, make it love yeah or oxygen is pleasure mm-hmm. then whoa man yeah, this pleasure is going everywhere. Yeah, it can go. Uh, <laughs> the possibilities are limitless. And yeah, can, and it can go into your genitals. When I work right. with clients, often I, um, I have them breathe into their genitals and for a lot, and they're like, "But I can't. I don't know how that right, works." And right. Like, but you can. We really, you you can, and you can add some, of course, add some visualization to it. But we can really breathe anywhere into our bodies. And um, if you're not a firm believer in that, then read the science on what oxygen does to your blood. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's incredible there's incredible scientific backing, I think, to mm-hmm. uh, to the power of, of breath and, and even visualization at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, I think science is, is mm-hmm. catching up now to what a lot of more ancient t- traditions have known, that like our, our mind, our intention directs energy mm-hmm. and energy you know you might be able to consider energy something like oxygen you yeah know, our breath and our, our intention it really does have an impact on on our body and in uh, the world around us mm-hmm. so so that's where like lately i've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of qigong mm-hmm. and uh, it's been really interesting for me when i first jumped into uh, kind of more committed qigong practice i had to ask like my teachers i was like what's what's the difference between this qi stuff and like sexual energy because mm-hmm. because having more experience in sexual energy movement and doing these these breath movement practices and visualizations have really felt the same to me like it felt like a pleasurable thing it was like whoa hey teacher like i'm ready to go into like orgasmic convulsion but i don't see anyone (laughs) else doing that i don't know if that's the point you know and uh and and pretty much the answer i got was like well it's the same thing it's just it's intention Mm -hmm. you know Mm. it's what what am i doing this for am i am i engaging this this tool or this technique you know, for the purpose of, of expanding what my belief system is around pleasure, how much pleasure I can handle, or am I doing it to cultivate energy and like build like a storehouse of energy, or am I doing it to release energetic blockages and things like that, Mm. release pain, release wounding, release armoring. Um, but it's really, it's like the same tool ends up working for all these different purposes, depending on like a tool if you had a hammer that could shape shift into every other tool that you would need it for you really mm-hmm. only need the one tool it's, you need a hammer it turns into a hammer when you need like a chisel it becomes a chisel mm-hmm. our breath our our visualization is is kind of like that this shape-shifting tool that can really serve whatever purpose we we choose it to mm-hmm. yeah we our bodies our mind body and spirit has 
everything that we need. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we need water and like some other things, but <laughs> but unless you're a breath, uh, what's your thought on the uh, the breatharians? What do you think about those? You know, that's been pretty fascinating. <laughs> I, I can't say that I know too much about breatharianism. I think I think the most interesting thing I I had heard was uh, a breatharian who had like survived for like forty two days or something with no water, Just no food. Breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I, I'll be honest, the, the stories that I've heard have been like pretty not anywhere near as successful as that. Maybe yeah. a couple of days that people have really worked out, you know, been been okay. Yeah. Um, but I can say as far as the like, you know, what I, I have actually had an experience, there was a, uh, this, um, this like a spiritual school that I was a part of that uh, had a lot of Native American influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the ceremonies we were doing, this is eagle dance ceremony, which is mm-hmm. d- dancing back and forth to the tree of life. And there's this whole, there's this whole structure created and where we're all encompassing this tree of life. And part of the, part of the, the, the alchemy, so to speak, or the protocol for this, this kind of ceremonies you don't eat. And you get the option not to drink. You can do a dry fast for the ceremony. Mm. And this is the micro version. There's like the greater sun dance, which is a three day. Yeah, yeah, I've festival. heard of those. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but during this eagle dance, I was uh, one time, one of the times I did it, I decided to get courageous and I did the dry fast. And I hit a very specific moment where I was like thirsty. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to drink water mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> and I couldn't drink water. I was dry fasting. Mm-hmm. But there were clouds mm-hmm. in the sky. Mm. And, and what I found myself doing was just throwing my intention up into the cloud like a, like a straw and actually just imagining myself drinking this cloud. And take it or leave it, believe me or not, but it helped. I got hydrated. I actually felt myself like, wow, I'm like actually like feeling more hydrated. And I got curious, like, okay, now I'll send, I'll send energy into the ground and try to find water underneath me. And same experience, like, send this energy in the ground, find this place that feels moist, at least, I mean, even damp, and begin to really, like, really focus visualizing pulling this water up and having it nourish me. And it worked. It actually got me through, like, I think, like, the last maybe, like, six or seven hours of this dance. Wow. So, so, you, so, so maybe I, yeah, the veterinarianism thing is actually, like, okay. there's, a, there's some truth to it, yeah. It might be, yeah. Pos- yeah, I mean, I, I, there, it's just, I think, if anyone, if you all don't know what we're talking about, there are um, certain people that claim that they can survive off breath alone. They yeah. don't need food or water. Yeah. Or yeah. that, they, or they don't need food, but they need water only sometimes. I'm a little confused on what it really means. I'm not an expert in it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I like what you're saying about that and the power of visualization and, I'd, be, I'd I'd believe it to a certain degree. I don't know if we could like live forever on. I don't know how sustainable. I mean, I don't even think we're sustainable to be vegan forever. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know about breatharians, but yeah, I, the power of visualization. I I've used that for so many moments in my life when I've need feel like I needed something that I didn't have. Yeah. Or if there was something that I had that I did not want, I have been able to think it away, whether it's pain in my body or um having yeah. to pee really badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's like a good that. one. Yeah. There are tools my to work with. Empty. It. My mm-hmm. bladder is yeah, empty. Yeah, my bladder is empty. <laughs> it has now converted into water and I'm now rehydrated. Yeah. Maybe yes. that's a breath there answer to Yeah, exactly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So really powerful tools. Um do you do you have like a little kind of like a mini version of so you are teaching a workshop at Pure Pleasure yep. on mm-hmm. February twenty first yep yes so this is a full breath orgasm workshop this is open for for everyone couples singles whomever who everyone anyone everyone eighteen and up can come it's a two hour workshop I actually spoke to a number of people that came to your last one and they loved it they mm. were like they came to my workshop after it was like my orgasm yeah. re- you know regular not regular but <laughs> not non another one yeah. non energy orgasm yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, it was so good. It's like really <laughs> highly of it. I'm like, I'm going to bring my partner yeah. next time. Yeah. Uh, but if you all want to learn more about that, you can go on to Pure Pleasure's website. And um, if you're in Santa Cruz, come join us in the workshop on February 21st. Do you have like a little mini version that people could at least just like, n- not like the full thing, but like people could tap into what you're even talking about? Yeah. Of what you would guide them on? Definitely. Um, I mean, the fundamentals of the technique, it, you, you need to have awareness of your PC muscle. And know how the to control pubal cockageus. Pubal cockageus. Yes. Yeah. Pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so if you don't, if you don't know what that is, look it up and and start to explore. You know, <laughs> explore. Start to feel what that's like. Um, and and really, like the simplest way to start is to to practice becoming very mindful of your inhalation, and as you're inhaling, you're contracting the muscle, 
And as you're exhaling, you relax. Mm. And where I started was basically doing that whenever I could think about it at any moment in the day, inhaling, contract, exhaling, relax, and and really turning my attention into my into inwards towards my body and what I felt for like sensation, not feeling like, oh, I feel emotion like sadness or, or anger, but actual like what is the sensation feeling? Um, so like warm, tingly, right. Do I feel a little tingle yeah. there, a little yeah. flutter there. I mean, even pain. Acknowledge that I feel mm. pain. Or I feel numbness. discomfort, numbness. Yeah, I feel the absence of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that actually, like, let's say, like one last piece about like the the you know the way I teach breath or orgasm. A large part of it too is redefining orgasm. Mm. And and a lot of time people come in, you know. Breath orgasm, cool. That means I'm gonna like, oh god, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm coming, ah, oh. and and it's like yes, that's available. That's there, maybe. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But one of my one of my teachers explained it in like what I I think is the best way. He said like, we all want to meet those big guys, those big friends, those big girls, whatever you want to call them, those bigos. Mm-hmm. But what usually what happens is like their little friends show up and they want to get to know us. Mm-hmm. But we don't really pay attention to the little friends. So the little friends kind of go away and they take their big friends with them. So if we pay attention to their little friends, they'll introduce us to the bigger ones. Mm. And so this practice of just simple inhale, squeeze, exhale, relax is a, is a, a method to start to become very sensitive to those little, little friends. The way that I, I like to present it is if, you, if you're doing this inhale, contract, exhale, release, and you feel even a little like somewhere, Boom, tiny, tiny, tiny little mini O. That's an orgasm. That's a peak. That's a peak from where you were before. Small as it might be, give it power, acknowledge it. Let it, let it be what it, what it really is, is this, this subtle increase in sensation. And, and what I found is that the more that those little steps can become, can, can feel bigger to us, then the actual bigger things or have more it's like the path is paved for them to, to show up mm, it's the journey it's the journey exactly mm-hmm. exactly and like you know if we're creating you know a pathway towards this like sexual ecstasy and bliss it's going to be paved with you know varying size of of stones and each each of these stones can be representative of our our varying sensations our flutters our tingles and all these kinds of things mm-hmm. but small small flutters small tingles would be part of that and just starting the process of acknowledging those, not not you know not getting stuck in in wanting them or needing or, or forcing them to be bigger. I want that big orgasm. That'll come. Be patient. <laughs> That'll come. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> let, let the little ones come first. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The journey. The journey is so hard for people, and I mean myself included. I have plenty of moments where I'm I'm all up in my head and. Um, but there, there really are so many yummy things in there in the journey. And I like what you're saying also that they're stepping stones, they're tools. Mm. And if we're so focused on the big picture, AKA orgasm or explosions or whatever that is fireworks, whether this is breath orgasm or, or orgasm involving actual touch, then we miss out on all that stuff. And also then we're in our heads and then we might not even get the orgasm. Mm. It just can totally block us from, from feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's this moment of let go that's that's important. I I like to say that like there's you know there's a, a portion of of any of our sexual our ability to tap into our sexual energy. Part of that is self guided, is directed. It's us like and that's the empowerment part for me within sexuality. Is like I am a human being. I deserve pleasure. Like I am going to activate this. I'm going to turn this on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open myself. Mm-hmm. But then there's a point where where the pleasure wants to take over, and that's the moment to let go and just fall back into the river and let yourself be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's important to be able to to both go into the activation and to let go. Yeah. So there's, yeah. The, there's the the component of the like commitment to yourself and where you're going and staying present for that, but combined with a balance of surrender. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so complicated. Surrender. Yeah, yeah. What a terror that oh, is. No. Surrender. Surrendering yeah. to the power of breath orgasm. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> so what is the uh, the the experiences that people have? I know you said like the mind blowing. I've connected to divinity and divine oneness. Mm-hmm. And what are some other experiences that people have with breath orgasm? Um, it's quite a range. Um, there's, there's, you know, right off the bat, there's obviously going to be those experiences people have where, you know, they, they, 
they go through it and they kind of come out and they're like, I didn't feel anything. Mm. And um, usually in that instance, what I really try to, you know, this is kind of working um, like a repatterning or reframing. Like you didn't feel anything. You literally didn't feel what you didn't feel. It didn't exist. Mm -hmm. There was something part of that you did feel. What was that? however small this is like you know the process of acknowledging the small pieces and so sometimes in that instance it might be okay well you know i felt feel a little more open in my chest it can be very very simple it can be just very very small kind of physiological changes um you know as it escalates it moves more into like well i felt tingling i felt a, a warmth i felt this this kind of rushing feeling and you know you name the body part or body parts it can be like I felt a, a pulse. I felt like a vibration. Um, it can be, and that can, you know, wherever it is in the body, it can be in the genitals. It can be, it can really be anywhere in the body. Um, and it progresses, I guess you could say, and as depending on how high up in the, in the chakra system and how open the energy uh, is allowed to become, it can progress into, like in my experiences, I've had, I've literally felt my body dissolve into like, atoms and then the room around me dissolve into atoms and just everything dissolved everything dissolved away into like existence itself and it sounds i mean it sounds like pretty psychedelic it was incredibly psychedelic i was like seeing the stars and seeing the cosmos and seeing god and i could feel this like i you know my experience has been like i have felt like the fullness of like the divine masculine penetrating my whole body and feeling myself filled with a divine masculine, feeling myself filled with the divine feminine, feeling that experience within me and those those two energies like interplaying and and making love to each other and my, my body basically becomes like the playground for that energy to do whatever it wants. Damn. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty wild. Those experiences have been pretty amazing. Um, and again, of course, mixed in there, sometimes it's going to be, uh, you know, this this energy will bring to the surface things. So it's like a catalyzer energy. It like it's going to it's going to bring attention to where the attention needs to go. And so I've also had experiences where um, I've gone into younger versions of myself that have experienced some kind of like sexual wounding or uh, or some kind of trauma. Um, I've gone into other lifetimes that have have been through some version of that being like really feeling myself in like you know ancient norway you know and, like <laughs> it's cold it's really and, cold like, this guy stabs me with a sword and somehow i'm seeing this like wow that's like the dark masculine like piercing and killing you know oh ew like let me heal that um mm. or you know and it's taken many many different shapes um so really, you know, I believe that an infinite variety of experience is available. You know, we're playing with, like, the force that creates and maintains life. So whatever is under the umbrella of all that exists is kind of available to us. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's also really relative to the journey of the individual. The, the times that I've needed healing, stuff shows up that needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. There are times that my experience has been pretty minimal and I've had to be very gentle with myself and just say, okay, right now all I feel is this kind of like light flutter and, you know, that's that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And then I've had these like blown out of my body and like often never, never land kind of experiences too. It really so shows up a lot of different ways. Yeah. So there's a wide array. Do you, do you think the people that say I didn't feel anything were either so in their heads focused on looking for something in particular and or just have a history of being really disconnected from their bodies like, do you think that there's there's some things that are coming into play there yeah definitely I would I would say both come into play um, and in terms of what people have been able to like consciously acknowledge I'd say most of the time it's it's the, the mind block mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's as easy for people to share that maybe they kind of like, oh, I've been traumatized, so I'm numb in general. Yeah. Um, that I've had a few people kind of bring that up mm -hmm. who have been, oh, I didn't feel anything because blank, 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 I was, tra I was traumatized. Yeah. Um, but more often than not, I do think that it's really just the limitation of our focus. It's like looking through like a sniper scope. Like, you know, you're looking through the sniper scope because you want that thing, what you think orgasm is. Mm -hmm. And you're focused in the scope and the scope is only seeing like a small, small bit of what's actually around. If you just pull out of the scope and, and relax to see, to just see, mm -hmm. there's a lot more that's, that's really going on that's available to be, to be witnessed. Um, 
and it's kind of the same thing with the sensation like a person it's it's in some ways it's almost it can be a limitation for people who have experienced any form of orgasm before coming into this because they have something that to look for mm-hmm. they have something that they can go well okay this time i remember once like i came super hard that's what orgasm is and as soon as that thought exists everything else around it that can also be orgasm becomes much harder to see and much harder to feel mm-hmm. it's like this process that we have to like let go of of what we think we know about the subject of orgasm it doesn't mean like don't acknowledge that like yeah that happened and it felt amazing i'm totally open to that happening again but it also has to come with and i'm open to something i've never experienced and you can't if you've never experienced something you can't look for it mm-hmm. you just find it yeah it's like, oh there it is there's that thing and i had no sense of it until boom now it's here mm-hmm. um Surprise. Surprise, <laughs> yeah. And luckily with breath orgasm, the surprise is usually pretty nice. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and I think for pe- a lot of people who are con- who aren't firm believers that you could breathe yourself into orgasm, um, I like to remind people about um, uh, sleepgasms, about mm-hmm. uh, wet dreams, or just, in, yes, just having definitely. an orgasm in your sleep. That is... Uh, not, that's not even the power of the breath. That's the brain just thinking yourself an orgasm. Right. We can breathe yes, ourselves yeah. an orgasm. We can think ourselves an orgasm. We can touch ourselves an orgasm. Yeah. It's not just what we think it is with just like a finger on the genitals or, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's beyond the touch. There's so much more there available to you at your fingertips and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's like, is that going to be a pun? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> what about, sorry, couples. So, how do you think this would help people who are partnered? I mean, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm choking everyone. Um, one breathe, would be breathe. Yeah, oh yeah, breath. <laughs> okay. Um, one would be, of course, we could have this as our own solo practice to heighten our arousal and our own connection to ourselves, so that we can Definitely. show up with a partner. Right. That I mean, that's a big thing. Is that yes. self care, self practice, so that when we show up to our partners, then all of a sudden we are more alive and turbocharged and connected to our arousal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then what about can people can do this together too? Correct. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it definitely. Um, it, I think. Uh, I think having a foundation in this work as a solo practice helps with with the couple work. Mm-hmm. Um, being, uh, what I've noticed is that it can be pretty challenging for people just to tune into themselves. It's In some ways, it's almost easier with a couple. Mm-hmm. It's almost easier with a partner, um, especially because the partner work can, it doesn't doesn't always have to be this way, but it can involve more touch, so it can be it can just be easier to go into like touch-related sensation. Mm-hmm. When you're just by yourself, and especially if you're not touching yourself, you really want to be kind of like gung-ho and just do the breath, you really have, have only that to work with um, and whatever, however much you can open yourself to. But if you've been doing that for a while and you feel pretty comfortable, like, like oh, yeah, like when I am alone, maybe not alone if I want people to watch, like, mm-hmm. but if I'm by myself and I can do this breath and I really know that I can, I can bring this quite a, quite a, you know, a sensation forward, um, it makes doing that work with someone else a little, even a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of doing the couple work, like I also do, I, I've, I've done uh, one workshop now. Um, at Pure Pleasure couples. with, with couples, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. another one will be coming uh, probably in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's a very, very similar to the breath orgasm practice, but now then it becomes more like I'm pulling this energy in, I'm, I'm, I'm activating this energy into myself, I mean, my partner's doing the same thing, and as we're, we're both kind of stoking these individual fires at different points in the practice, we now intentionally, like, share the fire. Mm-hmm. It's like, you bring... You know, you have a lighter, you're, you're lighting it. You get your two lighters, you put the two flames together. It's going to make even that much bigger of a flame, mm-hmm. that much bigger of, of, of an energy. Um, and, and that's for, you know, to me, that's really kind of like the intimate couple work. This also extends out to what I found really valuable in this practice is it just, it does help us to, to be more capable of um, kind of activating the voyeuristic side of, of our sexual expression in that, I can observe two people in pleasure. And if I am able to kind of activate my own pleasure from there, I can I can kind of lightly touch them with my energy and allow that to be part of my own energetic breath orgasmic process. So I don't actually have to be in contact with people. I can actually just be around other people mm. um, in their own sexual bliss or sexual experience and open myself 
to to experience that as my own as well. It's like a contact high without the contact. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just with like being in the same room. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a, um, an energy orgy. <laughs> energy orgy. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm actually working on making something like that. It's one of my goals. Yeah, an energy or- orgy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My plan with, with doing this breath orgasm work, both in this solo and the couples, is, is eventually to have a more of a Group. kind of a practice space. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, you know, you've done this a few times. You want to, you know, be kind of practicing regularly, whether with yourself or with other people. And, uh, and yeah, so show up. It was something uh, when, when I was going through this process before I lived in a house where we did this like every, every week. And uh, it was amazing. These mm-hmm. people showed up and very friendly and like really clear boundaries communicated clothing was kept on and it wasn't like wasn't really like raw and sexual in that mm-hmm. sense but everyone felt comfortable breathing and connecting to you know the breath orgasmic energy to mm-hmm. whatever degree eye con- for them. and then you're making eye contact or with yeah, others sometimes or whatever not, you want. not all the time yeah it's just open uh, open just, space, just yeah. open exactly just well, just willing to connect with that energy and this is that kind of thing i think that would be a great offering because this is one of those things like you go to a workshop, you have this profound experience with breath orgasm. I, you go, I'm going to go home and do this every day. You go home and you do it twice. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, but if only. Because it's kind of like for people with yoga practices and working out and things like that, too, is we're so much better when we're in when we're being held accountable in there. Right. We have someone mm. that's leading us. Or we have other people that are doing it next to us. And then we push ourselves. Yes. We actually do it. And so. You know, I, n- I understand when I teach like a blowjob 101 class, you know, that's not something people want to go to weekly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I already figured it out. Uh, but with this, it is something that I think people would love to go and just be able to breathe together and feel that mm-hmm. pleasure together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really great offering. Yeah. And then maybe eventually you can get the whole world to do it. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. I've, I actually kind of fantasize sometimes like, what? how cool would it be to like have the whole world the same time <laughs> time zones take a breath together I th- like what would happen i think we would create another planet i think so yeah. too <laughs> some yeah. magical things Be would one happen. breath and then the whole the whole like mother guy would just like oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. and then it'd be like a little baby or thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah there it is I, yeah. I, we're all moving there the air is yeah. really clean yeah no global yeah. warming issues no donald trump life is good <laughs> <laughs> yeah with donald trump I would love for him to come to my class. Oh my God. There's so many yeah. things I would love. I would love to <laughs> for him to come to your classes. I would love to give him some ayahuasca. Yeah. I would love. So what I hear from most people. It's like, it's attitude of like, we really just need to like give him, yeah. enlighten this guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on a, on a side note, who's, I was listening to another podcast. I don't remember who it was, but I think it was tangentially speaking with Chris Ryan. I talk about him all the time. He wrote sex at dawn. And I think he was saying, I think it was him. That he thinks he's like, I don't think any one human loves Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and I that was really, really big for me just to hear that to feel like a moment of and I've had moments of compassion because I know that every asshole has deep wounding, of course, right, right. But to think that holy shit, this and no, he said he no, he doesn't think anyone loves him and that he knows it. Mm. and and that was really and so i uh, and so a lot of people that some people like fuck trump man i just wish someone would like you know they wish ill against him and then you have your people like he just needs some love he needs some breath orgasm he needs some plant medicine he needs something to snap him out of his trans him out and get the wounded child forward and just and a lot of he needs a lot of therapy but yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah so that's a nice little tangent but yeah i mean more more love more breath and mm. it's just those are all just such powerful tools and mm-hmm. i know a lot of people mm-hmm. like oh that's that's hippie shit but oh my goodness we all have it and it's there and if you don't want to believe it then you're lost <laughs> yeah i like to I, I like you know when i run into people with maybe what i might call like a more closed mind around it mm-hmm. um want to it's pretty pretty minimal not always able f- people aren't always able to receive but uh, you know bring attention is like well you're doing this already mm-hmm. like hold your breath for a day like let's see how long you stay alive right good luck good <laughs> luck exactly like you're doing this you're activating you're engaging this energy already mm-hmm. it's not something you you really need to learn it just maybe structure maybe training maybe refinement mm-hmm. to be able to direct it but like you're up and kicking because you know how to breathe and that mm-hmm. breath is keeping you alive. Yeah, you already have the foundation. You got the foundation, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah, let's just like let's add a little, let's do like it. the 2.0 version of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just build something that you already have. Yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow, I'm excited for your workshop. Yeah, yeah, me too. So everyone, once again, February 21st at Pure Pleasure. You can go to purepleasureshop.com to learn more. Do you have any other offerings or other ways that people can get a hold of you or find you or hunt you down? I, I am uh, working on building my website at the moment, okay. and uh, that'll be rainbowwarriorarts.com. Um, yeah, it's actually, the, so the like, sexuality work is, is kind of a... Um, I would say it's like the spearhead of, of what I'm most fascinated with. Um, but again, I've, I've exposed myself to a lot of different things, martial arts being one of them, meditation, uh, kind of emotional clearing. And so the Rainbow Warrior Arts platform has, has been, uh, for me, is developing into uh, a method to, to do, I call it like human coaching. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we really look at like the fundamentals of being a human and like becoming a good human? Like we don't really get, we don't really get, a handbook Mm-mm. when we come into uh-uh. the world like hey by the way here's what it's about like mm-hmm. this is what the human game is for mm-hmm. um and a lot of a lot of the i guess awareness that i've gained around that has has come through sexuality work and sexual healing um so i do feel very passionate i think that sexuality and sexual work um healing of our sexual sense of self is a fundamental to becoming more evolved, more ascended, more enlightened humans. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's these other aspects. I'm still very passionate about martial arts to me. That's really important to teach people about like physical empowerment. And um, it relates to me again, back to sexuality because it's a, you know, it's a matter of boundaries. It's a matter mm-hmm. of self-protection, um, which is obviously a huge issue in the world of, mm-hmm. of sexual health and consent. Mm-hmm. Um, so rainbow warrior arts will, will eventually be um, rainbowwarriorarts.com will eventually be the website to, to kind of like, push that you know platform forward where people can have access to more of more of what i do um, including the sexuality work mm-hmm. awesome yeah, yeah so yeah. those are the best ways people find you rainbow arts.com eventually yeah. eventually yeah rainbow warrior arts uh at gmail.com is the email okay so they can directly yeah. get hold so of you. so they can do the email that's yeah. definitely the way to um, get you, hold of if you, you have questions if you want to drag them into your space to teach you breath orgasm yeah absolutely yeah. Awesome. yeah and i'm always on the hunt for more places to share so Yay. Uh, definitely open if, if uh yeah if there are venues that anyone yeah anyone you want to spread it to the world i do the, yeah the i want to get more people breathing and coming <laughs> yeah who doesn't yeah. i love your message that makes yeah. me so happy <laughs> it's perfect for shameless sex yes all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank with you. Us. This was a blast. Awesome. And I will close it down because I don't have April here. So I don't even know how to do that. No, I do know how to do that. She's usually the closer. Um, but let's see. So we mentioned the workshop February 21st at purepleasureshop.com is where you can find more information. Pure Pleasure is in Santa Cruz. So you do need to be in or near Santa Cruz for Mauricio's workshop on breath orgasm. And as we said in the beginning, uh, if you go on our website, you can. Um, buy anything on Amazon using our link. You click on our link, you get anything on Amazon, and that money goes to help us with our wine addiction and um, our podcast uh, microphone bills. So <laughs> it does not sponsor us, but um, if you want to use that, it does it no cost to you. It just helps us out. And um, lastly, I just want to do a shout-out to our dear April, who's not here. April, we love you. It's never the same without you, but... There was less interrupting. So <laughs> I say that with love. Um, so uh, that's the end of everything I have to say. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mauricio. And ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. <laughs>